God. Another wonderful time to impact nations. Another wonderful time to liberate the people of God with great insights. I'm going to be starting a series today you can call Circumspections, where we start to look back and we look with the mindset of fixing the things that hold us back, if you want to put it that way. And my first train of thought in Circumspections will be around Righteousness exalts a nation. You can call this full body of work circumspections, which are going to be insights over the years, and they're going to be filled with a lot of nuggets to bless the people of God. And I say the reason why people fail in life is because they are not right standing. See, don't get me wrong. Crooked people prosper. But the prosperity of the crooked one is not a sustainable one. That's the law of life and nature. But the Bible further says that seest thou a man that is right standing, diligent, he will sit with kings and not sit with ordinary men. A lot of people make the mistake of cutting corners. But for every corner you cut, remember you will always come back to the starting point. The reason for our societal ills as a country is because we have tried to build a country where crookedness exalts a nation. But it doesn't. It is righteousness, right standing, that exalts a nation, not crookedness. Now, a nation that people think crookedness will exalt will be a nation of damnation. A life that think crookedness will exalt will be a life of damnation in no time. See, you can succeed at the start. It doesn't mean that that success is sustainable. Right standing. What is right standing? Moral rightness. What is moral rightness? Yes, you can be subjected to a lot of empirical inquisitions. Because some people argue that if I what is moral to me, it's not moral to you. Yes, and granted in the argument. But the truth is there are basic commonalities of morality. Which is right standing. Which some people say the barometer is your conscience. But anyway, some people argue further with me that refers on people's conscience are dead. Yes, but it's still an open wound. So the question is, what is right standing? What is morality? 
And if you don't have all of this in your life, then you will have problems. You will not be able to achieve what God has set for you in your life. Because when you look at it, it is based on what you do rightly that right things will happen to you. And we need to be careful because a lot of people forget all those things. There are some people, for them, it is wickedness that exalts their own souls. There are some people, their class act is how to destroy another person. They don't do things right. They justify wickedness. But they forget that in the journey of life, questions will be asked and the things you do will be recorded. So when wicked people reign, wickedness reign over the land. Good things become a rarity. But they forget that it is righteousness that exalts a nation. For the time you see evil and you cannot speak up, the man in you died that period. And you see a lot of people will rather the man in them die than to miss the money they want to collect. I'm sure if you think money is everything, why don't you go and buy life? The best your money will buy for you is a life support machine. But a life support machine can't wake the dead. But a lot of people don't get it. So they think so much that money is everything that they subjugate and destroy others. Some will even kill for money. Somebody was telling me the story of a young man that said all he wanted to do was to make his mother live a better life. But when he got to a place and he said he wanted to make money at all costs, they said the mother was his prize. He said use her. So the question is, what was the love for your mother about in the first place? The love for money trumped your love for your mother. Some people is to destroy the chances of other people, to kill other people. And they think that uh, when they do so much bad, that charity will cover the bad they have done. If you are a killer, you have a case to answer with God, no matter how many millions you give in charity. Some people, they think it's by destroying their wives. The only offense the woman committed is that she loved you. And the next thing you say, you love her back. But the love you have for her can't make you discipline yourself as a man. Not to hurt her and hurt her feelings. I mean, I don't imagine, I can't explain 
how you love somebody so much that you will do things that will constantly disrespect them and you say you can't help yourself but you can wreck yourself isn't it when you claim you love Some of you, you give counseling about the role of family. But your children can't see you because you are half the time in the home of your side chick. And you talk about nation building in public. Have you built your nation in your family? Some of you, there are no moral standards or good memories your children can owe you by. And you are the father of many nations out there. Please, be warned that the greatest credibility you have is from your family. Even if the world celebrates you and your basic unit God gave you, your family can't celebrate you, then you have failed as a person. Some people forget that a nation is a collection of many families. So how well have we worked on our family structure? It is righteousness that exalts a nation. Some people say this word every day, but the question is, are they circumspect about it? Some people blame government for everything. But they in their rooms are worse than governments. And I keep making the argument. It takes two to tango. But you are the one that collects a contract. And you don't execute. But you go to church to give a testimony for breakthrough. And people die on that expressway. Because you didn't do it. And you bring cameras to commission a project that you didn't complete. We all know you. Who are you deceiving? But you raise up holy hands in church, which is all right. But can your conscience really tell you that it is righteousness that exalts a nation? Some people with just 25,000 naira, they will see black. They will call it pure white or snow white. And when your conscience pricks you, you say, oh, man must eat, man must work. There are sometimes hunger is dignity when you need to speak the truth. It is easy for a lot of us to say that righteousness exalts a nation. But are we living that life? have we raised up people? Do we believe that it is best to lift than to destroy? I know we live in a society where it's so difficult to say the way it is. But what are the options we have? We live in a society where I get abused a lot for saying it the way it is. But what are the options we have? We're going to tell lies. 
because you don't want to offend people? If people don't want to be offended, why can't they do it right? It is only righteousness that can exalt a nation. And this word, so simple in my circumspection, but the truth is a lot of people find it difficult to understand. They think it is wickedness that exalts a nation. They think it is being a crook that exalts a nation. They think your respect is earned by the number of firearms you procure and the violence you can make. In fact, they say being a man of peace is too weak. But their emotions are in pieces every day. Because they forget that it is righteousness that exalts a nation. But you see, the sad thing they don't understand is that for every injustice you're allowed to first you keep murdering sleep. Life is not just about us. It's about the kindness we can show to others. And the memories of good tidings we can give to others. But when you think it has to be your way all the time, and you'll do anything, to get it, then think twice. The day you got married as a man, remember, it is you and your family now. But the funny thing about people that think it's their own way is that when they are paired with their own medicine, they scream. It is easy for a man to cheat. And he says it's a cultural thing. But the day his wife goes out, which is not a justification for the man cheating, they say it's taboo. So why can't we put respect the pact we signed under God? There are some people you own a workplace. You preach one Nigeria, but you are the bastion of tribalism. Righteousness exalts a nation. You have seen people that truly were competent. For you, you might even own an establishment. Or you might want to help people. But for you, if they don't look like you speak your language, then you can't give them a deal. It is righteousness. That exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach. Wickedness is sin. Hatred is sin. Unforgiveness sin.
when people have a mindset made up, they sin. Because you can't be forgiven. When people have a mindset made up for total destruction, they sin. When they do think it's right to lift others that are down up, it's sin. And when society starts to work in things like this, then it's easy to see corruption. It will always happen. That's why you see somebody that is supposed to use money to build a road that everybody will use is more concerned about stealing the rest and putting it in his pocket and now he can buy SUVs for himself. And he forgets that everybody that doesn't have money to afford an SUV that dies on that road when the money has been issued. You will be asked for them. That's why you see people say, oh, what can I do? What is in it for me? What's the deal for me? At the expense of others that truly need it. That's why you see some bosses, they have their own children. They have their own daughters in the house. But someone else's daughter is the easiest for them to ruin their lives. You know yourself, you took that person's daughter, destroyed her life, promised her heaven on earth. Now she's 45, she can't get married. Because she's the talk of town. Everybody knows she was your girlfriend. And you're 75. And you wouldn't marry her. Because you're saying, no, I'm committed to my wife. You know, you eat your cake and you have it because you think you have money. You would even boldly say that there's nothing money cannot do. Yes. There's nothing money cannot do. To people that are as wretched as you that think money is everything. But someday you will sit with your maker and your conscience. But you are the one that will call for a gathering. And you will see righteousness exalted nation. Don't get me wrong. You're building universities. You're building schools. You're building everything. You're reputed in society. Good for you. Congrats to you. But maybe you should search yourself. Can we be entirely saintly? No. But there are still many things we can all work on. Even I need to retool and work up myself. And that's why I always say, woe betide me if I say I'm perfect. But can we use words like this as words of introspection? As I start the circumspection series? Because it's easy for us to say these things. But the question is, are we really ready to do? You know yourself. You know you destroyed that young girl's life. You know. You know now. You know how many children you told her to have bought for you. 
at any time she's calling in her husband's house that she doesn't have a ch- child, you, you say God will give her a child. But you know how many she aborted for you. You know. You know how many times she said, my wife must not hear about this. You know. You know why you even married your wife in the first place? Probably because she was from a big family and you are a social climber. The things people do. You know now. You know the things you did. Yes, your secret is very safe because nobody on earth knows. You smile to yourself. You're covered. But the question is, you know what you did is open to God. Can you seek repentance and make amends? You know how you stole from wherever you were given the authority to do something good. You know what you took. You know now. You know how you felt you were the smartest person and nobody saw you. Indeed, nobody saw you. But you know you could still have used that to improve people's life a whole lot more. You know nobody could counter you. In fact, you joke to yourself in private that you have become Kabiosi. Nobody can ask you. Oh, I want to share. I've done it and I've done it. Yeah, so nobody may be able to ask you. But you know there is God. You know, there used to be a song back in the days I say that bad thing where you they do, where you think say now security yo, listen, make I tell you now, somebody's watching you because Baba God do not they sleep, oh. Baba God do not they slumber. That bad thing where you they do, where you think say now security yo, listen, make I tell you now. Somebody's watching you because Baba God do not they sleep. Baba God do not they slumber. Maybe that song is for somebody. Listen to me now. And the good thing about all of this you've done is that you can repent. That God is not a wicked God. He listens to you. He wants you to do well. And once you come to him in a place of repentance, genuinely, he would listen. He's not a God that said, "Ah, no, 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 you, you are doomed for life. No, he doesn't want anybody to be doomed for life. He's an all-loving God, an all-seeing God. He wants you to come to his fold and tell him the way it is. And he also wants you to make amends. He wants you to look deep and introspect, but make amends. Because if he knows that you make amends, then life will be a whole lot better. A lot of you, you know what you are carrying in your conscience. That's why deep inside of you, when doctor is writing the new prescription of Valium 5, or Valium, I shall not be mentioning drugs, but you know those things will not make you do what they want them to do to you. 
A lot of you, you know the reason for your blood pressure. It's because you cut off the blood supply of another man. You killed them. And that is in your conscience. You mask it every time. You know. You know. There are some things you know now. Madam, you know that that child you keep saying is your sister's child that comes to spend holiday in your house. You know that was your child. But you know because you can't tell your husband. You know. You know now. If I do you want my house to scatter? I don't know. I don't want your house to scatter. But you know. Uh, should I tell you? <laughs> Would you be happy if he keeps the secret away from you? And he doesn't tell you? Would you? Put yourself in his shoes now. Would you be happy if he has the same child outside and he arranged it with my sister and he doesn't tell you? Would you? Like they say, I'm in Nigeria. If you ask me a question, I fire you back the question. I just asked you. Yes, we lift up holy hands. The righteousness of the man is like a filthy rag unto God. I know. But also the Bible says we can be redeemed every day. That as we behold the word of God in the mirror, we are transformed. There's a purging that happens inside of us. Do we know it all? No. I'll be lying. If I tell you I'm perfect, I'll be lying now. Because this message is every day, every Sunday. You think it's about, no, it's not about me. How do one fight for the right things to be done when your peers want the old order, which means you have to quit? I keep telling people. One of my favorite poets is an Irish poem, poet called Brendan Canali. Brendan Canali said in one of his poetry, he says, if you want to serve your age, you must learn to betray it. What it means is, there's some things you have to walk away from. The question is, does it morally stand with you? That's the question you should ask yourself. You know these things. And when you introspect deeply, you know what happens. You know. You know these capacities deep inside of you. But I'm also telling you that God can redeem you. You know how you want to pull people down and destroy them because they don't agree with you. Question is, <laughs> you can't pull people down. Don't deceive yourself. It is only God that makes a man. <sighs> Remember KSA's song? Somebody put it there, Ryokon. Hmm. Ask yourself. You know? We all know. But it is righteousness. But you see, once you confess to God, and sometimes you have to confess to man, 
Watch God do the best in you. Watch God do the best in you because He'll be the one to purge you. Sometimes you need to you need to be purged of heartaches. And trust me, we all have them. I can tell you for free, we all have them. I've been dealing with a lot of grief, so I can tell you. We all have them. Heartaches. Things that people will never understand. There are plenty. And that's why I pray that may God also give you understanding as you purge yourself. You see, the things you think matters the most about life are the things that will not matter again very soon. I know you have something heavy on your mind. I have a phone line for you. 0700-903-903-903. It's heavy on your mind. Call me. 0700-903-903-903. I tell people, I'm here to impact. This is my most important assignment. Also, I impact the people of God. Yes, I do other things around nation building, interview, interrogate politics, politicians and all of that. But this is my greatest assignment. Impacting people of God. People must have seen me on the politics scene and asking questions. Three, four years ago, I've been doing this for over 10 to 15 years. I mean, if you listen to me on Lagos, you'll have been listening to me for close to 10 years already in Lagos. And this has always been the message. Sunday mornings like this, across the third different station now. Because this is impartation. Because you see, if you don't purge yourself, you can't live a good life. A lot of you are carrying burdens. Eh? If the heart was a show glass, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, a lot of pioko, pioko, or moko moko in your heart, you know it. Some people's hearts will be like poto poto, poto poto. Hello, my friend Amazon Musbao. Hello. Hello, Ambassador Musbao. That Moses Bliss said, how's we're doing it, you know? He just sets everything on fire. On good fire, I should say. And it's more than I enjoy being here this Sunday, but my name is Rafael Sini. And I'm going to continue with a series of circumspections. Probably I'm going to continue till the end of the year. And for all of those that are saying, hey, we need to set up something, we need to do something, yes, I'm listening to you. Yemi is also hearing, you know, that event in December to praise and worship God. We're planning it, but we need your support. We need you to make it happen. If you reach out to us, we'll collaborate because we don't have it all. And we want you to be part of it. Please reach out to us across every platform possible. I'm on Twitter at Roof of the Fire. My email is rufaiosaini at gmail.com. Just reach out. He's saying that you're led. We'll plan it in December. It's going to be great. Circumspections. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about who you are and where you are in the scheme of things. 
succeed in understanding life if you don't understand who you are you will live your entire life running on another man's race there are people listening to me today that they are 75 years old and they've lived entire 75 life lifespan to run another man's race they will not know how the world functions and they will not know how things happen and when you don't know how things happen you'll be left behind you'll be a complainer or a warrior trust me every great man on earth i'm going to tell you the secret of what they do today and after this message a lot of people will be great see the world functions in many ways there are principles of which the world functions empires come and go but the principles don't change you remember the roman empire let me take you back to 23 25 bc the roman empire the roman republic that became the empire that tried to dominate that span across Africa, the colonized parts by conquest, that span across Britain, before Britain went out of that empire after the empire rounded up, the Holy Roman Empire, the span across parts of Europe with Charlemagne and the likes. Systems that were constantly put in place for the existence of man. Those systems will evolve through conquests. And when those conquests happen, it's going to bring about domination. And people want to dominate you based on three things. Belief, faith, trade, and media. Media has to do with language because it's a very big tool of domination and expression. Belief has to do with religion. The first thing in domination, for instance, when the Ottomans formed their own empire in Constantinople and they dominated a lot of areas, there was a religion. The systematic disposition of your belief system, which is cardinal, religion. You connect to people if they espouse the same religion like you do. When the kingdom of Sweden came about conquering some parts of the Scandinavia in battles around Scania. There was a Church of Sweden, which was Lutheranism, Protestants, belief system, creed. That's the way the world works. Then the Church of England, which was a breakaway from the Holy See. Anglicanism. When you now look at it and extrapolate it, Church of England. You can see the Queen passed recently. 
What do they call her? The defender of the faith. The new king, King Charles III, will be the new defender of the faith. Cardinal point. Disposition of conquest. Religion. See, these things I'm teaching you today are what world leaders understand. Disposition of conquest. Because you need to know your place in the grand scheme of the things of the world. Where you fit. We can go through many incidents in history. The sheikhs of Zaragoza. The dominance. The fight by King Alec of Baldwin. For who will control Jerusalem. The Templars. Religion. Trade. The first reason for conquest and expansion of boundaries in the world is for trade. As a business person, you want to increase your territory. You have an office in Nigeria, you want to open another one in Angola. The easiest expansion of your possibility is incumbent on trade question is you want to be a world conqueror how much trade are you doing but why do you even need to conquer the world when you can help people and lift people up that's a question you should ask yourself but a lot of people see dominance so when you see people using trade to dominate you know that these are the things of the world because if you don't know yourself in all of these areas I'm telling you, a lot of things will happen and you keep wondering why it's happening. Why is Nigeria not taking its pride of place in the Committee of Nations? Trade. It's an important tool in expansion. Why is China all of a sudden recognized? Because of trade. They try to understand this. No, they didn't understand it before. But when you look at the evolution of the world, as at 1970s, China only produced four or five hundred ACs, air conditioners. But when they started becoming a world power, today the largest air conditioning producing com country, company in the world is from China. Trade. You see the air conditioner everywhere. If they pay for advert here, I'll, I'll promote them. But you see, they make everywhere. What is the strength of China? Trade. They've been able to bolster trade. You can't expand if you don't bolster trade. So your place in the world, the question is, what are you trading? What are you trading? Because if you can't answer this question, you can't be anything. If nations can't answer this question, they can't be anything question is why is Nigeria poor is it trading enough no in 10 years it's got a trade deficit of 167 billion the only thing that it has traded successfully are its talents in terms of diaspora remittances and that's why I keep arguing with people that Nigeria is not an oil producing nation I'm sure you're going to say I'm stupid yeah but I'll prove it to you Nigeria is a talent production nation because Nigeria's trade deficit 
in 10 years is about 167 billion. But guess what? Nigeria's talent in the diaspora have put that 167 billion in the space of 10 years back to this country diaspora remittances. The average between 25 on a good year of 26 billion US dollars back to the country. Most of the forex people still get because of diaspora remittances. If not for diaspora remittances, maybe we'll have struggled more with our forex situation. Question is, what are you trading? But also forget that when you trade your talent, there's also a possibility of you have a talent shrinkage back at home. And that's what is happening now that the tech sector has complained that a lot of talents are going for better jobs. But how can we retrain those talents? And that's why, you know, when you look back, since we're a country that trades a lot of talents and sent to the world, also shouldn't be on strike. Because since we have not been able to build factories, education and universities should be our factories. That's the way the world works. If you don't understand, you don't understand a lot of things. But can you trade more for expansion? Yes. So apart from sending talents out, can you also let your talent here produce finished goods? The reason why we've not done well in trade is that we don't produce finished goods. From crude oil alone, you can produce petrochemicals. The microphone I'm talking to you, the rubber used to make this microphone carriage and stands from petrochemicals. Television, the plastic used to make your television petrochemicals. Everything petrochemicals. So if we do that here, we can do a whole lot more. If our steel plants were working, we can produce cars, but we still have to import steel. If you don't understand these things in this series of circumspection, you'll never understand life. You'll never understand the outplay of things. And you'll always be the complainer. The question is, it is time for you to quit being complaining. And the question is, ask yourself, how can I be part of the possibility of the world since I know how the world operates because the cardinal points are enormous so the question is how are you trying to be part of the trade what value chain are you adding because you see this trade too also has to do with access to capital and that's why you see that it's because the production capacity is more in the west that's why capital gravitates more towards them Because we don't refine our crude oil, you pay a lot to bring that same oil you have in. But if you refine it, it'll be a whole lot different. If you're wise enough, you wouldn't even sell your crude because there'll be so much production for it. So apart from selling your talent, what are you also selling in terms of goods and services? If you look at the historical antithesis of the evolution of Nigerian economy, the first wave of companies that came in, they dealt with raw produce. The likes of the Glaziers, the PZs, the Makaivas, they dealt with raw produce. They were coming here to sell cash crop, cocoa and the likes. Royal Niger Company, Goldie Tubman, those guys dealt with cash crops. But when they saw the evolution was changing and there was technological advancement, they started dealing with hard goods that were more value providing. So 
those same guys started selling things like cars. So take, for instance, the PZs at a point in this country had a technical department that sold cars. The Warmans, they have sold cars. The children and the lights. Or they had supermarkets where they provided goods. The AG Leventis of this world, they've got things like Kingsway Store. So things don't just happen. You need to understand the cardinal way in which the world works. I've talked about religion, I've talked about trade, and I'm going to talk about trade for a long time. Because you see, once you crack the possibility of trade and bring investors in, there's no how your economy will not do well and you wouldn't provide jobs for people that need them. And that's why the Bible says, see as thou a man that is diligent in his doing. The civil king, see as thou a man that understands the capacity of trade. If you go back to the Bible days, likes of Jacob and Esau, and Abraham, they had farm animals, they had food crops and shrubs. That was trade. When the Bible was talking about the talents, it was talking about trade. In the days of famine, the dream Joseph had to store grains was trade because people traded in grains. The evolution of the world there was an agrarian economy before the 1600s when it became an industrial economy. And trade characterizes the way the world operates. Have you ever wondered why people even do 9 to 5? Some of it can be deduced to the fact that during the winter season in the industrial era, the sun will only rise around 9 o'clock and it starts to get dark from 5. And since they didn't have extra lighting, because electricity didn't come until the 17th, 18th century, 9 to 5 became the order of the day. And these same guys that were selling cash crops in Nigeria, trading through the steamboats, they moved into another very important part, which was technical goods. Some of them came in and tried to set up factories. We tried that when we had the first and second industrial plant in the 70s. That's when we like the headlights of Peugeot Automobile and the likes to come in. But because we didn't have the mass understanding, we couldn't scale. And because we ran businesses aground, trade is very important. It's a cardinal way that when the world works. Question is, what are you exchanging for money? See, these are the kind of messages you will hear in a billionaire's masterclass. I'm giving it to you free on radio today, free. If you don't point out something, you will trade in exchange for money, then your life cannot be a whole lot better. You will just always complain. So rather than complaining, what talent are you going to trade? The difference between a wealthy man and a poor man is scaling of talents. <clears throat> but how do you scale talents when you don't even put them to test in the first place? Even it's to repair phones, yes. And how do you then scale to a level where you start to repair phones all over Africa? 
any talent you have, as long as it has a need for it, is valid. At a point in Africa, one of the highest employer of labor in Kenya was butter. You know the story of butter? Butter was a man that made butter shoes. He bought the equipment to mass produce shoes. He was from Europe. And from there, started exporting the shoes around the world. One of the famous butter brands you might remember, as a school child, if you remember, in Nigeria is called the Cortina. I don't know school children don't wear the Cortina any longer. From making shoes, he became so rich and prominent, and he scaled around the world. But the question is, you must have something that you're doing. Even if it's making shoes, or providing a service. Whatever it is, it must exchange for something. And that's the way the world works. Then the third and integral part is media. Language. The first thing anybody that will call knows you will teach you is language. The first thing that a rich man will tell you is that you need to be able to speak the rich man's language money, numbers because language is intertwined with the way your brain functions just imagine if you live in a place where they tell you everything is possible you'll believe it but if you live in a background where they tell you nothing is possible that you'll never do well you'll never succeed you'll believe it language too is also the disposition of media that's why you've got billions of media points all over the world. Your Facebook, your Twitter, media points. It's one of the most successful businesses in the world. The first cracking of media was when a certain man caused a revolution in the church. And he nailed his 95 thesis. Martin Luther crossed the Winterberg gates. But that was possible because Johannes Gattenberg had discovered the Gattenberg Press that made it easy to reproduce the Bible. Publishing, printing, public speaking, expression, art, music, dance, all media, arts, fine arts, digital arts now, all media. And people are finding expression through this channel. So if you don't understand the importance of that, then nothing can shift for you. And it's also the media that control your disposition to how to do business. And that's why you see when media holds government accountable, it's because it wants government to do better. It's because it wants it to look at possibilities that have been yet unknown. And when you don't understand these things, you can't understand the way the world works. And when you don't understand the way the world works, you can never succeed in a world you don't understand the way it works. So you blame everybody for your problems. Sometimes, maybe it's just knowledge you lack. Because these are critical areas. And when you look at every empire that ever lived on planet Earth, all of them, all of them had a vestige of the understanding of the disposition of media. All of them. Oratory. It's a form of media. If you remember Shishero, 
from the empire, the Roman Empire, media. And because even with trade, it is media that's going to help you tell the narrative of trade. And help you understand the disposition of how it works. And how things are consolidated. If you don't understand this critical part, you will not understand the way the world works. For you to be able to play greatly, you have to play in trade, you have to play in understanding the way the world works. Because it is based on this, even governments evolve. This is some deep stuff. And when you complain about all the problems in the nation, if you're circumspect enough, you'll see that it relates to trade. Then trade in turn that relates to media. Because for health infrastructure, for all of that, everything becomes a form of trade at one point or the other. There has to be a calculation of the cost-benefit ratio analysis of it. Well, the big question, like I asked before, is where do you feature in all of this? If you've not been able to point where you feature, then nothing. And I drew economy, according to MBS, says you've got about 40 sectors. But I tell you, there are many other sectors that have not been listed. Maybe you can be the one to start it. Up till the late 80s, nobody knew about the English Premiership. Until a couple of club owners, businessmen sat down in a hotel in London and said, we can actually sell football and put it on the package. In fact, the first time they met and they said, let's sell it to television. They didn't even know how much it had the television companies. But today that TV right is worth billions. They didn't even know how much it charged the companies because they've never done it before. So there's always a first time to find the expression for your ideas. That's why I tell you, things you can only hear on this platform are things that can change your life. That's why I tell people, all the people, to come listen. America has way more sectors in their economy. Trade, as long as it's adding value and it's bringing reason to the way of people. This is a very deep subject matter. But I, I just had to share because I'm going through circumspect. Because my goal at the end of the year, if you've listened to, to circumspections, I want you to go out there and make exceeding success that you can call me and say, Rufai, I listened to that message and it changed my life. I want testimonies. And by December, I know you might listen to me, you have no home and everything, but if you listen to the messages in circumspection, this series, by December, you should be able to have home of your own. And it's worked before. I remember six years ago when I was on another radio station, I started a series like this. Somebody said, is that a listening to me from an uncompleted building? But in two years, he learned the power of volunteering from the things I used to say and the insights I gave. And he went there and started volunteering. He got his first job. He lives in his own home now. Because I want life to be better. The reason why I'm here on earth is to lift champions like you listening to me this morning. And you are a champion. Your life can be better. 
That's why I take time out to give you deep details, deep insights. Call me up this Sunday morning. Call me up. 0700-903-903-903. I'll 